I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Here's what you can do if you would like to win tickets to the Grey Cup on Sunday. Go to the 630 Chad Facebook page. You will find instructions there for how to win tickets tonight right on the site of the festival. So go to the 630 Chet Facebook page. You'll get the instructions there. You'll have to do something. I don't know if you're going to have to, like, do a trick or do trivia or invent something. Fool pen and teller. I don't know. But then you can come while you're on site, do something, and win tickets tonight from 630 Chet. So go to our Facebook page. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 7.06. No NHL action today. The Oilers traded a sixth-round pick to Ottawa for defenseman Chris Weidman. Oilers play at Anaheim tomorrow. Our face-off show is at noon. The game is at 2. NFL action on American Thanksgiving. Saints lead the Falcons 7-3 early in the second quarter. Earlier, Dallas over Washington 31-23, and the Bears beat the Lions 23-16. I'm pleased to be joined by the chairman of Spirit of Edmonton, Jerry Haraxi. Jerry, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for having me, Reed. It's great to see you. The Spirit of Edmonton, as you heard just before the news break, a popular choice by the Grey Cup Fund Police, represented by, made up of people from all across the country of different um, persuasions when it comes to their favorite team, but they all said that you got to go to the Spirit of Edmonton. It's the best. That must thrill you. You know what it is, and that's the beauty of the Spirit of Edmonton because all those gentlemen are representing different teams, as is everybody in our room. They represent their own teams, and everybody is welcome at the Spirit of Edmonton. How how long has it... Give me, give me the origin story of the Spirit of Edmonton. Yeah, it's 45 years ago, so um, uh, there's a group that was in, I think, Vancouver or Calgary, and um, there wasn't much going on, and they just decided to to, let's put an, an Edmonton party on, and the spirit of Edmonton was born. So that was the the spirit of Edmonton. It's Edmontonians and Eskimos fans that kicked off sort of the whole let's every team, the supporters of every team have a room, walk around with the jerseys, wear the pins. That was sort of the origin of all that. Yeah, it was. And um, we're the only team party that's not truly affiliated with the Edmonton Eskimos. We, uh, we're 17 volunteers um, that are proud to represent Edmonton, the city of Edmonton, and the Eskimos. Um, but the, the beauty of it is there's no mandate you know, from the Eskimos right. that uh, we have to do specific things. So that's why we invite everybody into our room. You go there right now. We have over 700 people in our room at 7 o'clock on a Thursday night. And 
they're all dressed up in all the CFL garb, all their favorite team apparel and all that. And uh, we have live bands on right now. As I was walking over here, there was a pipe band going in, and the Eskimo cheer team was right behind that pipe band. And it's uh, crazy over there right now. And, the, and you're at the Westin? Yeah, we're at the Westin, second floor. We have the entire second floor. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> That's easy uh, to find. It's easy you to find. You go up the escalator to the left, and you're there. And you're there. Yeah, we have our Arct <laughs> Arctic Spas hot tub full of beer on ice. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's so much fun over there right now. And you said you have 17 volunteers, but it there, must run deeper than that yeah, to put it all on. Like our committee that plans it the committee, okay. course of the year. We started in May of 2017 planning for Edmonton. I've already talked to the Calgary Festival Committee about next year, so it's really nonstop for the 17 of us. Uh, we'll be meeting early January to, to go to Calgary next year. Um, but uh, we have volunteers from all across Canada. We have guys from uh, coast to coast, literally coast to coast, that come to volunteer at the Spirit of Edmonton, help us set up, serve beer, do whatever it is. <laughs> that's amazing, and, and that's such a... You know, I talked to, to Anthony LeBlanc on, in the first hour of the show, who's the, one of the founding partners of Maritime Football, the proposed team yeah. for Atlantic Canada. And it, it, he's pretty optimistic that they, they will have a team at some point in, in the future. And he said, you know, they just, this is, he, he said he's been to Super Bowls, and he said the Grey Cup is just so much more fun. And, and I think that's what I love about the CFL. I mean, yes, of course, there's money involved. There's our corporations involved. But I've always found it. It's hard. It's such a, a such a grassroots event, and everybody has that story about their favorite player when they were a kid, or the first yeah. game or Grey Cup they went to. And I think the spirit of Edmonton just falls into that whole bundle of grassroots joy. It really does. We uh, tonight's the homecoming night. You know, we're the only only party tonight, other than the CFL awards night. So. When you walk in there, and like, like, like I said, there's 700 people in there right now. They haven't seen each other for a year. So they're renewing their annual friendships at the Spirit of Edmonton. And it's really, it's true Canadiana up at the Spirit of Edmonton because it's coast-to-coast -coast people, and they're having so much fun in there. And it's, it's just CFL. It's so much fun. Jerry Haraxi joining us on Inside Sports. He's the chairman of Spirit of Edmonton. So as he said, they're off and running on the second floor uh, at the West and not far from where we're broadcasting here, the 630 Chet Information Center, right uh, in the middle of Jasper Ave, just off 99th Street. Again, if you missed me a few minutes ago, go to the 630 Chet Facebook page and follow the directions to find out how to uh, be at the site tonight and win two tickets um, to, to the Grey Cup. All right, so does it get... Um, how do I politely ask this? Does it get pretty crazy in the spirit, <laughs> the spirit it gets, of Edmonton? It gets a lot of fun in the it spirit of Edmonton. It gets a lot of fun? <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we open at 2 o'clock each day, and uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon was our earliest opening ever. It's usually 4 or 5 o'clock on a Thursday. But uh, I was a little nervous. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. We had a live band on stage. We had everything ready to go, and there was 256 people in our room. <laughs> at 2 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. Already um, ready to go. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's great. Like the, In between the band sets, like I said, we have every cheer team represented coming on doing their thing um, we have uh, Spirit of Edmonton dancers that are coming out we do uh, like the pipe band is there right now playing um, and that goes all weekend like every day from 2 o'clock till probably 1 one thirty in the morning it's live non-stop crazy entertainment that's amazing um, okay now is it you I gotta ask about the sluice juice <laughs> yeah go ahead <laughs> so what is it uh, are we allowed are you allowed to you say know, is there I'll, a copyright I'll, I'll tell you, it's a, it's an orange juice-based product, and if I tell you, you're not going to remember it anyway. Does it have so alcohol in it? It does have a little bit and of alcohol in it. And it's served all day? No, it's served exclusively at our breakfast. <laughs> it's not served It's not served in our room at all. It's, uh, it's a breakfast delicacy. And your breakfast is tomorrow over at the shop? We're doing two breakfasts. We traditionally do one on a Saturday morning, but because it's uh, we're at home and we wanted to host our home fans, 
Um, we're doing two breakfasts over at the Shaw, so we have uh, over 2,000 people coming each day uh, to the breakfasts. And again, 7.30 in the morning, Dash Rip Rock, a local Edmonton band, is on stage. And you could be dancing at 7.30 on a Friday morning, you're on the dance floor. And uh, from 7.30 till noon, again, our schedule is jam-packed. It's just, it's crazy fun over there. All right, so how long have you been doing this? I started in 2010. I started volunteering just as a bartender, um, you know, and uh, I've, I've always volunteered in Edmonton. I was, you know, kinsman and did right. a bunch of things. And um, when the opportunity came to get on the executive, I knew I wanted to do it. Um, I'm born and raised here and passionate about supporting Edmonton. So uh, I love doing this and we have such a strong committee. You know, we're all the same. Have you ever had any current CFL players wind up in the spirit of Edmonton? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, Mike Riley was heading over there. I just I rode the elevator with him, Matt Dunnigan. Uh, nice. You know, you, you talk about the good old days. I remember Matt's first game, and, and yeah, so he's uh, they're heading down to the room after the uh, awards ceremony tonight, and um, so there'll be a bunch of them in there. Have you ever had any uh, players who will be participating in Sunday's game wind up in the spirit of Edmonton room? In 2015 in Winnipeg, when the Eskimos were there, um, we had the offensive line attend the Spirit of Edmonton on a Thursday night. Okay. <laughs> but I assume they were... Uh, they were just doing promotion. Behave themselves. Stuff. Yes. Yeah, 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 they yeah. were. They yeah. weren't... Uh, yeah, they weren't partaking. <laughs> they weren't partaking. Yes, though I'm sure it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was tempting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so just again, just give people the 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 times and the schedule. And you guys are on uh, Twitter, Spirit of Yeg. Yes. Do you have a website? Correct. Yeah, we're SpiritofEdmonton.com. As Easy well. to remember. We are, uh, Facebook uh, is uh, you know another good way to find out what's going on. Our schedules are on our Facebook page and at our. Uh, um, on spiritofedmonton.com as well. Uh, so we go every day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, 2 p.m. We open our doors till uh, usually 1, 1.30 in the morning. And again, it's just nonstop. And it, you just, people can just go in yeah, as long as you're not over occupancy or something like that. No, yeah, there's a $10 cover charge. $10 uh, cover charge. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, we, we're going to max out probably around 1,000 people upstairs in, our, in the big room. And uh, yeah, if, if we get to 1,000, we'll line people up a little bit. We also have... Uh, um, a warm-up room in the lower level of the uh, of the Westin. So, well, hopefully, we'll alleviate the lineup and we'll be able to get um, you know another 250 people downstairs. And it's the same thing. We have live entertainment there. We have you know all of the uh, all of you know all the drinks are available. And uh, yeah, so it's just we'll probably get about 1,300 people you know at capacity. And who knows who you're going to meet? Mike yeah. Riley, Matt Dunnigan. Yeah. Who yeah. knows who's going to show up? Yeah. There's they're all they're all staying at the Westin. <laughs> All right, yeah, so it's convenient. <laughs> yeah. It's very convenient. Yeah. Jerry, thanks so much for dropping by. I, 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 know, you, I know you're busy, and uh, but I also know you're really excited about what's what's going on. So thank you so it's much awesome. for dropping by. Thank you by. so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That is Jerry Haraxi. He is the chair of the Spirit of Edmonton, and as he said, they are they are off and partying at the Westin, and uh, the breakfast's uh, coming up again, uh, spiritofedmonton.com to find out more. It is quarter after seven. Again, go to the uh, 630 Chat Facebook page and... Uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, follow the instructions on how to win Grey Cup tickets right here on site at the Grey Cup Festival. You're listening to Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. 
Live from the Grey Cup Festival. Brought to you by Nate Continuing Education. Visit nate.ca slash conand. CFLPA All-Star Team. Duke Williams from the Eskimos making the cut at wide receiver. Defensive tackle Amondel Sewell. Halfback Aaron Grimes. The selections from your Edmonton Eskimos. Of course, the CFL Awards uh, just getting underway at the Windspear Center. So uh, we might have some early updates from award win- winners or who the award winners are as we go along tonight. Thanks a lot for checking in today. Oilers have traded a sixth-round draft pick to Ottawa for defenseman Chris Weidman, two goals, three assists in 19 games this season for the Sens. Uh, Puck-moving type defenseman who could help on the power play. He is 28 years old. He was one of the Senators in the infamous Uber video. Oilers and Ducks tomorrow. Our coverage will start at noon. It's a 2 o'clock face-off matinee because of the American Thanksgiving weekend. Calgary Stampeders, Ottawa Red Blacks in the Grey Cup on Sunday at Commonwealth Stadium. The Stampeders have been a powerhouse team. John Huffnagel returned to the CFL as head coach and GM of the Stamps in December of 2007. He coached them from 08 until 15 and obviously has continued as the GM since then. In his 11 seasons as the GM, they have been at least to the West Final 10 of the 11 seasons. This will be their sixth appearance in the Grey Cup with Huffnagel as the GM. They have gone two and three in those Grey Cups, obviously having lost the last two. This guy knows the CFL. He knows how to put together a winning organization. John Huffnagel, I got to catch up with him this afternoon. Through this type of week before, as a coach and as a manager and as a player, we could talk about a lot. How does the how does the week feel for you, having been through it a lot of times before? Does it feel any different, or does it sort of feel like, yeah, I know, I I, I know the routine? Well, uh, you you know the the routine, but uh, yeah, it doesn't alter the the anticipation of what's coming up on Sunday, all the hard work that uh, you we need to do to get prepared for Sunday. Obviously, the team has been here the last couple of years. Disappointing finishes in terms of how the games went. Do you feel that that either weighed on the team, inspired the team throughout the season, or maybe did they put it behind them pretty quickly? Yeah, I mean, it's really the, the, the last two years has nothing to do with this game. Uh, they're not going to feel any differently playing in this game on Sunday than they did in 2008. When they when we played, I mean it's just it's a championship game, you know. And uh, they're pro football players, pro athletes. They know that you're going to get knocked down. Now you have to forget about it and rise up and just don't stay on the canvas. Go out and start competing and uh, see what happens. Well, we we did that this year. We're in the championship game. Let's go get it. Since you've been a part of the Stampeders, very consistent, very successful, a lot of victories, and a lot of continuity, too, with coaches and players. How do you build that, John? You've sort of been at the, the top of the structure. How do you build that, get the good people, keep them around? Well, I've been fortunate. I don't have the, the answer to the question. I know that you try to hire good people, and I've been very blessed. Where I've had the opportunity... To, to hire very good people, and I didn't have to reach far to find them. You know? And so I'm a guy that likes to build within. Uh, so when I hire a good person, you know, uh, it's my job as a head coach and even now as a general manager 
to try to help that coach become a better coach. And then hopefully when there is movement within our staff and I need to promote somebody, he's ready to go with it. Just like our players. Uh, when they come in, no matter what position they are on the roster, whether they're a starter, backup, or even on the practice roster player, hey, you got to prepare each and every week to be your best, so if that practice roster player gets a shot, this is your opportunity. Take advantage of it, or it might be gonzo. <laughs> I, I want to just build on something you said there about work, you know, working with the coaches. You were a coach. How do you balance, I have to be a mentor to this coach, but I don't want to just go in there and say, well, geez, this is what I would have done. Do you, do you have to find that balance? No, uh, the, the, they know my personality and I know theirs, okay? And uh, obviously, you, you have to say it the proper way, but I think that's the skill of being a manager, you know? How do you get the best out of your people? And uh, whether I'm good at that or not, that's, I'm not saying that. But I, I, I'm not in any way, shape, or form have any phobia or fear of trying to help a guy become better. You've spent a lot of your adult life in the CFL in one capacity or another. What's the biggest change in the league since you first came to Canada? I know that's probably a tough one. Yeah, but. I mean, there's there's been a lot of great changes, changes for the better. But I I, I think overall, uh, the uh, the football ability of the Canadian players, uh, it's it's night and day compared to what it was. Uh, they're just. They're just better football players. That's why so many more of them are getting attention by the NFL, which hurts us, okay? But uh, that's the, the programs uh, in the CIS are doing a fantastic job of um, making, making football players out of young men. Well, and you, you mentioned the NFL, and obviously there's a couple of other new leagues starting south of the border. How concerning is that? What are the challenges does that present in finding players and or coaches for Canada? Well, I don't think coaches is a problem. Uh, but we'll see how long the league lasts, first of all. Okay, It's going to be a challenging offseason because they've signed a lot of players already. Uh, but we'll just have to... I don't really have any uh, clear vision of the future and how those that league will affect it. Uh, we'll just have to work around it and make sure we do everything we do to have a good football team next year. That was John Huffnagel, general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. Great to catch up with him. you got to hand it to him. He has done an awesome job with the Stampeders. Remember to go to the 630 Chet Facebook page to find out how you can get Grey Cup tickets for free from us right here tonight in front of the Information Centre while the Grey Cup Festival is going on. Two-time Grey Cup champion Daryl Mookie Mitchell sitting right next to me. He's ready to go when we get back to Inside Sports. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, live from the Grey Cup Festival. Brought to you by Nate Continuing Education. Visit nate.ca/coned. Reed Wilkins, along with Mookie Mitchell, two-time Grey Cup champion, 
He won it in Commonwealth Stadium while playing for Toronto, and then he won it as an Edmonton Eskimo in BC in 2005. I got that right, didn't I? Yes. Mookie, thanks for dropping by. Anytime. How fast is your 40-yard dash right now? Oh, God. Man, I'll probably be like four and forever right now. <laughs> four and forever. Four and forever right now. What was it in your prime? Uh, my best time was 427. That's pretty 427, good. 427, 429. Okay. And, but the, I always say 40-yard dash times are great, but can you do it while catching a football and then holding on to it and getting oh, yeah. hit? <laughs> but you obviously could. But the speed's not everything, right? Oh, speed is everything in football. You can't coach that. The coaches always tell you that. You can't coach speed. So you can coach somebody how to catch while they're going that fast. You, but you, coach, can, you can teach them how to tackle, but you can't teach them how to run. <laughs> but did you ever have the really fast guys who just couldn't hang on to the ball? Or, yeah. Yeah. So what do you, you just got to work on their hands? They didn't, those guys really, really didn't make it. They didn't make the team because if you can't catch, you ain't going to make it. <laughs> so at that point, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Who's the fastest guy other than yourself that you played with? Uh, well, I had a lot of, um, John Avery was fast when oh, he yeah. came to us in Toronto. John Avery was fast. Uh, we had, um, my boy Penn when I first got there. Penn was at the tail end, but he still had a little bit of wheels behind him. And, um, I had a couple of more receivers. You probably remember Tony Miles. Tony Miles yeah. could run a little, yeah. See, I, I always think of you, well, because I think of you more as an Eskimo, which... <laughs> Was and, and it's not that. Of course, I remember you playing for Toronto and and taking short passes and breaking away from people. But I felt like as an Eskimo, you were more of the of the wily veteran. Like I'm going to make yes. sure I'm in the right mm-hmm. spot and position my body, and as opposed to relying on my speed. Not that you still weren't a very fast player. Yeah. But I felt that you shifted a little bit and thought about what you needed to do to adapt as you got a little older. Yeah, and fair? yeah, yeah then, then that's a that's a fair evaluation. I mean, and I would say that, you know, myself because uh when I got here it was uh I was surrounded by so many talented receivers. We had receivers that could do um multiple things on the field. In um Toronto we did have um, receivers that had a lot of ability, but Coach Jenkins, he designed the offense based around me, like you said, just to like dink and dunk and get the ball in my hands as quick as possible, right? So when I came here, it was just, I was surrounded by a veteran group and being in the league at that time, eight years, it was just coming in and just, you know, just doing the right thing, just being that, that other leader in a locker room. Right. Well, and I remember, I think it was the regular season game here in 97. You had a good back and forth game with the Eskimos. Didn't you take like a five yard pass and make it an 80 yard touchdown? Like you, just, you just jetted through the secondary? Yeah, every time I see Chris Morrison, he don't let me lay that down. <laughs> and the, the, my first uh, my first day here, he was just sitting uh, in his locker and he was just staring at me, man. And you know, I can't tell you, hey, you know, that's my buddy now, man. So uh, he was just telling me that he always um, visualized that play, right? I think we might have another special guest popping on here. <laughs> What's a, up, baby? What's a, going on? What's up, baby? What's happening, man? <laughs> got a young man by the name of Damon Allen popping in. Damon, I don't know if you remember me. My name is Reed, by the way. You've been on my show before. Absolutely. And uh, this, this is Daryl Mitchell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mookie Mitchell. We Mookie Mitchell. <laughs> Did you just get into town? What's going on? I got in this morning. and uh, Mook, was doing, supposed, Mook was supposed to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> So I'm, I'm doing Reed's show. I'm uh, doing this show. Mitchell, but I came in at 9.30. <laughs> so did you have to walk from the airport? You just yes, got to the I festival? Did. I had to yeah. thumb. <laughs> and you know who picked me up? Some Calgary friends. 
<laughs> oh, geez, that's amazing. We're just, Mookie, we were just going over how fast Mookie was when he played. How fast was he? Uh, he was a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> Mookie was a scooter. Hey, nobody, no, he's very similar to, uh, what's his name, Kansas City? Oh, uh, oh Tyreek Hill. Hill. Tyreek Hill, baby. Yeah. That, that, that's Mookie Mitchell. <laughs> Tell him to run the under route. <laughs> then oh, my goodness. When we were just talking about that, and then he'd take it to the house. Put just you on the chase, and then you know, at the same time, his ability to motion, get depth, and he's running away from you on a short stub and then run his corner route, baby. <laughs> hey, baby, throw that corner. <laughs> he's ready, baby. Uh, so, okay, what years were you guys together? I'm trying to think now. In Toronto. The, In Toronto. O two to uh, like O four. O two to O four before you came here. So you guys won. Uh, so and then when I went back to Toronto, and then we went back to Toronto. Okay, for right the f- last year of yeah. your career. Okay. <laughs> when they gave me my ninety yards and told me to get get lost, <laughs> they told me to get lost. It wasn't Damon that. that told you to get lost. Hey, no, hey, he the one. Damon was the one that actually threw me the That's pass right, baby. to make me the all time leading receiver. I'm always part of uh, history. It's always part of history. <laughs> Uh, you guys are both. Are you both going to the Legends lunch tomorrow? Yes. Yes, we are. All right. What, what are What are you looking forward to most about that? I mean, there's going to be what the close to a hundred former Eskimos. I think there's yeah. a lot going. I want to see another fight. <laughs> with the cane. I want to see another fight. and Absolutely. I want to see another fight. I thought they were joking when I first seen that. <laughs> they said that was really. He threw some rights and left. Did you ever have any teammates you wanted to smack around a little bit? No. No. That wasn't my style. My focus was trying to win championships. <laughs> and you did. Well, it's fun. well, you know, Jed Roberts was here yesterday. Jed tells a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. He said Larry Ruck wanted to beat up Sean Fleming when Fleming was a rookie because he was always late for practice. And then, like, he'd do an awesome job kicking in practice, and then in a game he'd, like, shank it. And Larry Ruck would always get mad at him. <laughs> we, used to, wow. we used to play a lot of tricks on Jed. Like what? <laughs> you know he has uh, partial hard, hard of hearing a little bit, right? So we used to have the Eskimo golf tournaments. And we always, you know, when you're playing these tournaments and everyone who finished, they always congregate on the 18th hole, right? So everyone come and they stop. Next you know you have an audience. Jed is coming on and he's hitting the ball and we're all pretending like we're clapping. But, and Jed's like, he can't hear the clap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was hilarious. But uh, we, we, you know, during those days with Edmonton, you know, all the the pranks and all that stuff that I actually loved the most, and how close that team was. And so, when I was a rookie, I was a you know a young player, but a veteran team. And so that's how I learned about you know pranks uh, and doing all those things. I mean, they used to mess with Gizmo like all the time, like doing what, like like literally like take all his clothes. <laughs> Out of the locker room and lay him out like he's wearing, like he's wearing, like he's been flattened by a flat iron. <laughs> so he had his necklace, he had his pants. <laughs> so he'd have to go find his clothes and then yeah. see right. where they were. Or if it's a cold winter day, everybody would get their jackets and put it in his locker room. So yeah. the, lock, the jackets would over, you know, take over the locker room and the locker room would fall over mm-hmm. because all the jackets are in his locker. So we would do stuff like that and. Make it fun, but then same yeah. time go out there and try to play good, good Eskimo football. We're live at the Great Cup Festival. We have uh, Mookie Mitchell here, Damon Allen, uh, an unexpected and welcome guest. Uh, I know I'm walking in. into the festival and I'm saying, "Look at Mookie, Mookie oh, see, Mitchell." I thought he said, "There's Reed Wilkins." I gotta go on the show. <laughs> I almost said it. Was, he looked like George Reed a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so, uh, 
David, you played until you were 45. Ish. It sounds better at 45 or it sounds better at 44? 44. Okay. And Mookie, you retired when you were how old? 33. Well, how, so how come you couldn't tough it out another 11 years? I couldn't, man. Hit dude was slippery, man. I used to get so pissed off at my defense when we would play against Damon. You know, you get that early lead on BC, and then in that second half, oh, you see this little number nine just squirming. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't say on the air the cuss words I used say to just say. No. Say it, boo. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. I think we played him one time. He might have had 15 catches. <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing the same thing he's doing to me. Man, you guys can't stop this dude. Uh, you, so you, know, you know he's getting the ball, don't you? <laughs> so would you try to give your defensive guys, like, hey, that's his move. You know he's going to do that? No, I mean, you didn't know, right? Because, you know, Damon had weapons around him. You know, he had Alfred Jackson. He had receivers around him. So our defense had to respect those guys, right? So he would just send those guys and then would just take off. You know why? Where DBs are chasing the receivers, yeah, you know, he's like 20 you know, yards behind him. It's tough to cover and look back at yeah, it. You can't do both. <laughs> well, Damon, I, I do remember, like, I, I saw you play your, your whole career, including when you were here in Edmonton during those those stints, and you, you were so elusive. I mean, that's my memory of you is getting out of the pocket and looking like you're going to get hit, and then you just move inside a guy and then you'd either run or, or toss you it down know, I, had, I took dance lessons man so is that where it all came <laughs> I from i took dance lessons from fred astaire goddamn that's why i was <laughs> fred astaire <laughs> smooth criminal no that michael jackson <laughs> throwing the uh, i know i'm having fun guys uh, i'm i'm enjoying myself and i was an innocent bystander walking through the festival and i see my my fit one of my favorite receivers and my good friend uh, you still didn't pick me up at 930 this morning. But I still love you. I still love you. You didn't call me. I did call you. Oh, I didn't I called you. you the day before. You said, yeah, you did. I got you. I got you, D.A. Oh, we're ironing out a lot here on the show. Yeah, yeah. This is really taking a right now. Turn. I do, do got to ask you about that, though. Your elusiveness, did you always have that? Like from you, you were a kid playing football or other sports, did you have to – is it possible to learn that and develop that as you become a pro athlete and a quarterback? You know, so you don't get hit as much? I mean, tell me about that. Yeah, I'm like my friend, uh, uh, Pinball. You know, when, when I used to run, uh, I run not to get hit. Because you have to understand, when I first came in the league, I was probably 157 pounds. So I knew that how I had to survive was, is to be elusive and not give up the big hit. But you know, it, it's funny, like when you break containment and you get out in open field against someone and they're a good linebacker and, and you realize that, okay, my eyes are big. When their eyes are big, I already know I got them <laughs> because they don't want to be shook in midfield and open field. And so um, it's just a matter of just having that ability to not give it the big hit. And, you know, I didn't have an issue of going north, south, east, and west without losing a step. So that's that's the, the key of it. And then right. plus, it's not bad to have a brother that played running back. and Right. You know, he, he was pretty good, too. You, you can watch and learn and, yeah. uh, and those things. So <laughs> he did win the Heisman. Yeah. He was, he did, and, uh, what, uh, was he, wasn't he Super Bowl MVP? Yes. Yeah. 83, I want to say, without looking it up. I don't know. Somebody will text in. Uh, so, okay, so Mookie, would you have a, a quarterback like Damon or some of the other guys you played with who are mobile and you see, okay, the play's maybe a little messed up here. He's, he's running around. Mm -hmm. Are you thinking... Uh, go block for him, or <laughs> or you gotta you gotta keep working to get open. Well, I mean, well, you create that in in practice, right? 
is this a rhythm or is this a look that your quarterback would give you? But certain times as a receiver, you can tell if you got that type of quarterback that's going to take off. Yeah, you better turn and stop blocking because he's going to go. Yeah, a lot of times, too, like I don't want our receivers to really block. Because a block is all of a sudden they're taking off and going deep and they have to follow. That's a, like, just like a block, block to me. Oh, I see. If, so. if anything, I, I, my desire was always to buy time, keep the play going, and then, hey, hopefully I always want to throw the football and whether on a big play, uh, run to get open because that was also a block as well. Damon Allen and Mookie Mitchell joining us on Inside Sports at 746. All right, so uh, are you both – are you guys going to the game Sunday or what's your plan here for the next few days? Uh, just hang out, do a little bit of the festivities. Shake some hands, kiss yeah, some babies. Kiss some babies, yeah. And then see how the game going. See how I'm feeling on Sunday. I'm doing the coin yeah. toss, by the way. Oh, you're doing the coin toss? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good, didn't it? <laughs> I'm doing the coin toss. No, I'm, I'm uh, hosting an event in Toronto on Sunday, so I'm here for a few days doing a couple of events and then uh, enjoying the festivities and being around great CFL fans and seeing my good friend and all those good things and uh, watching a good game on Sunday in the comfort of an indoor room. <laughs> you're, you're living in Toronto now? Yes, I am. Yeah, and Mookie, obviously, you're, yeah. uh, you're here now. Hey, Mookie was just there, too, boy. <laughs> did you pick him up when he went to Toronto? No, no, pinball did. Yeah. <laughs> pinball Dinner. Pinball did, and uh, Diane cooked food for him. You know, <laughs> he acted like he was running the house. Now, are you staying with – is Mookie putting you up, too, while you're here? No, man, he made me buy a hotel room <laughs> everything. This guy, man, live in a yeah. five-bedroom home, big old house, plenty of room, <laughs> and all of a sudden I can't even stay in his house. Maybe, maybe get a hotel room. All right, I got to ask you guys before I let you go. Uh, <laughs> keys, keys to the game on Sunday, and, and who wins? I'll make Mookie go first. So whoever got the ball last, I, already, I was already ready for this one because <laughs> both offenses are are dynamic and they both can score. And uh, to be honest with you, it would be it, I wouldn't want to be in Calgary shoes because you know all the pressures on Calgary. You know, it's like three years in a row. They, you know, I'm, I know all the fans want them to win this game, but I think this game is going to come down to whoever has the ball last because both teams are so similar, right? Okay, these are two storylines that I that I really enjoy. Yeah, Bo Levi. Um, are they going to win their their third? The, the, you know they're going to win the Great Cup in their third chance. Yeah, yep. that's that's one storyline that the, the issue that Calgary has, uh, even though they were favored the last two Great Cups. Um, Trevor Harris. Their the first concern was can he take his team to the Great Cup? Okay, he proved that he could do that. They're in the Great Cup. Now it's they're dealing with the consistency. Can he uh, put on another type game? two games in a row. And if he's able to do that, then it's going to be an outstanding game. Um, my thoughts is it would be hard to believe that Calgary can, you know, play um, a game that they're favorite and, and not win the Grey Cup. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ottawa win, but at the same time, if you know, if you're a betting man, I, you know, I would say Calgary's favorite and that Calgary's going to win. All right, well, I'm a betting man, so I'm going to say Damon Allen <laughs> told me when I placed that bet. <laughs> Mookie, 
Thanks for making time for us. You are our scheduled guest at 7.30, so thanks yeah. for dropping by. Hey, hey, Mookie, Damon. thank you for bum-rushing this, uh, <laughs> this radio, and I was just walking by. Yeah. And Damon, thank you for being open to me just waving you in and oh, forcing absolutely. you to come on. your set, man. I, I came back, crashed your set. I opened the door, the looked at him. I thought it was George Reed at first, so I was going to give him <laughs> super props. But then I realized, oh, it's the Hall of Famer, Mookie Mil- Mitchell. Mookie, Mookie Mitchell, Mitchell, baby. David Hall Allen. of Famer. Inside Sports on 6.30, Chad. We're coming right back. All right, welcome back to the 6.30 Chet Information Center. We're live at the 2018 Grey Cup Festival. This has been an incredible edition of Inside Sports. We just had Mookie Mitchell and Damon Allen in. I'm now joined by Andrew Hoskins and Kayla Doucette, the hosts of the Eskimo Empire podcast. Uh, thanks for dropping by, guys. Thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. This is awesome. Andrew, first of all, with you, uh, you had a pretty bad injury uh, about a year ago or so. Uh, uh, January, yeah. January. Yep. I know I had you on Inside Sports one night. It was a, a back injury, but yeah, you, you're looking pretty good. Yeah, no, actually, uh, things are going along really, really well and I had the second surgery to get the, the stuff out of my back and so now I'm doing physio and it's it's crazy I can actually pick things up off the floor so we're, we're working in the right direction so it's been really good. Kayla how long has the podcast been going? Oh my gosh uh, four years for these guys but I've only been on for a year now so. You're the newbie all right. I'm the newbie yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you like about it what gets you excited about doing the podcast? Oh my gosh I get to talk football with people who actually like football that doesn't happen in my world. <laughs> and and uh, you're the alumni and even sometimes current players have been great about joining you guys. Absolutely, yeah. We've actually been really lucky with uh, guys like Jed Roberts and and uh, as alumni, but then on the field, we're able to interview guys after practice. So guys like uh, Travis Bond and, and Bryant Mitchell that we got to talk to this year that they just really you know, want to give us their story, and that's really what we want to bring out because it's, it's awesome to hear more about the actual player and not just about what they do on the field. Yeah, Anything absolutely. special for a Grey Cup? Uh, just experiencing it. This is my first one. So oh, wow. I get to, yeah, I'm, I'm a new bet. A lot of things, including Grey Cup. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell, let people know where they can uh, find it on Twitter, online, to listen to the podcast, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew. You can find us on Twitter at Ask Empire Pod, and then you can find us, uh, actually our website is askempire.ca. All of our social links are there, all of Kayla's picks and, and our blogs and our latest shows are always posted there. And then you can find us on iTunes and Google Play and everything, everywhere you find podcasts. Okay. I'm sorry I don't have more time for it's you guys. Good, uh, yeah, you know, awesome. Damon Allen cut into your time. You know what? So. I'll let it go right. for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it would just would have been Mookie, it would have been wouldn't have been forgivable. But, but Damon, for Damon, it's come okay. on, yeah. <laughs> quick, uh, no hockey tonight. Uh, quick update from the uh, NFL: 17-3 Saints lead the Falcons at halftime. <laughs> Bears beat the Lions 23-16. Cowboys over Washington 31-23. Uh, thanks to uh, Sean Alford, our engineer on site here at the 6:30 Chet Information Center. Kellen Kennedy, your producer, back at the 6:30 Chet Studio tomorrow. I'll join you at noon for the face-off show and then play-by-play Oilers and Ducks will start at 2. You just heard from Andrew Hoskins and Kayla Doucette from the Eskimo Empire podcast. Again, thank you so much for dropping by. Thank you, man. We really appreciate you giving us a few minutes. This has been Inside Sports from 630 Chad. My name is Reed Wilkins. What a pleasure to talk. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Talk to you this evening. Have a great night.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.